Listeners, it's Drew. It's Andy with the What's Up Castleberry podcast episode number 56. Welcome, folks, to the program. We are so excited to have you. We are two friends, residents, uh, love to make jokes, dad jokes. In fact, we are dads, but we're not going to make a dad joke today. But we're here to talk about all things Castleberry here in Seminole County, Florida. It, Andy, it's beautiful outside. It's actually a hot one today as of recording, but welcome. Glad you're here. What's going on in your life? Well, you said that we won't make dad jokes, and I know we're not planning to, but I also know you, and it's quite likely that one will just slip out when we are not expecting it. So I'm holding my breath in anticipation for that. But you're right. It is a beautiful day in the middle of some pretty schizophrenic weather right now. What are we going to be in the 80s today? I think over the weekend, we're back into the low 60s, and then it picks up again next week. Uh, But, you know, it's kind of hard to talk about the weather without realizing that we are one of the only places in the country that is not freezing and covered in snow. That just seems so, so strange to me. Oh, absolutely. Hallelujah. We uh, safely returned from our little trip up to Tennessee, where it was actually the worst in terms of weather because it was not quite cold enough to snow, but it, it kind of had that freezing rain all weekend. And, you know, it, it is what it is. We can say whatever we want, but at the end of the day, we live in sunny central Florida and listeners, you know, this is God's country. This is the, this is the place to be. Now, but our listeners may or may not want to know, Drew, last week we talked about some measures that you may take to keep warm. Did you get some thermal underwear? (laughs) We'll we'll leave that to the listener's imagination. (laughs) But please don't spend too much of your imagination on that, listeners. (laughs) Well, Andy, we we are talking about the weather, but we're really burying the lead. You see, we are about news and uncovering big time events. And you, my friend had quite the weekends this past week. Tell us about your exclusive interview with a certain brand new celebrity. (laughs) Yeah, it was, it was so crazy. So, uh, you know, as a pastor, I lead and and love and serve our, our church, but there's a few other projects around town and around the region that I'm involved in. One is called the better man event where our goal is simply to help men become better because, uh, I know that I need to become better. But one of the things that we do is these things called better man interviews, where we interview folks about what it means and what advice they can give about how to become better. And on Friday night, I was asked to host an interview with a NASCAR driver. And and honestly, I'm not a NASCAR guy at all. In fact, I had to speak to one of my friends who is to make sure that I didn't embarrass myself on this (laughs) interview. Anybody that knows you, I'm I, I'm shocked they don't think that you uh, are are a NASCAR guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know how to answer that, and we'll probably get in trouble if I did. So so let me continue with this story. So this guy comes, and I do a little bit of research on him, and he's raced about 347 races, I think. But in that time, he's only had like seven or eight top ten finishes, and I'm like, well, I know I don't know much about NASCAR, but that doesn't sound too great for me. But anyway. Went ahead, had a great interview, super nice guy, talked about his family, uh, his disciplines, what it takes to, to race well, the importance of having a team around you, those kind of things. 
broadcast it live. We had a couple of thousand people watch it live. It was it was great. Then I decided on Sunday that because I've spoken to this guy, I may try and watch you know, a little bit of the race, see if I can figure out what's going on. Really seems pretty simple. You kind of get in a car, go 200 miles an hour and just drive in a circle for several hours. <laughs> but anyway, the rain, the race got delayed, lots of rain. I went to bed, didn't want to watch the finish, too tired, wasn't into it enough. Anyway, I wake up the next morning and NASCAR has a new winner and his name is Michael McDowell. And he's the guy that I was interviewing on Friday night. This guy has raced 340. 47 races, never won, has an interview with me, and he wins. So future guests, let that be a lesson to everybody. <laughs> that's it. That's exactly right. You, listener, are hearing words right now that are just going to be a blessing to you in some form or fashion. Maybe it's even to win a NASCAR race. Well, congratulations, Michael McDowell. That's awesome. Yeah, and it honestly couldn't have happened to a nicer guy as well. And I'm only joking about you know me helping him win. And I was humbled, uh, actually, pretty shortly thereafter because I heard that the interview had been uh, taken up by a radio station. We gave permission to do that and they were going to syndicate it to 180 stations around the country. I'm like, man, that's that's really cool. Something I did is, is, is going big time. Anyway, I get a little clip of the radio and what they've done is they've edited out all my questions, retold them in their own voice and left his audio. So that was very humbling. <laughs> very humbling. Servant servant leadership at its finest. Andy, that, that is a really cool experience. And for our listeners, you have the exclusive rights to understand that our very own Castleberry's finest, Andy Searles, uh, had that interview. And um, Andy, I feel like it, the context for the interview was about being a, a better man. And you had, a, you had a race car driver. Should our CPD be worried that suddenly, you know, those those that listen to the interview are just going to be flying down the highway? Is, is that was that his encouragement to be a better man? Just drive fast and <laughs> drive <hang> fast. <laughs> no, <laughs> I, I don't think that would be smart. Not on some of our Castleberry roads at that speed. No. And we have some cops who would uh, notice that pretty quickly. But he did say a lot of really valuable things about the importance of having a, a crew around you. The hardest part for me knowing our dad joke puns was not to drop any of those like you know hoping that the interview didn't crash and uh, not wanting to accelerate through my questions too quickly and things like that very good very good there it is there's your dad joke of the week listeners you, you got anything i mean that's easy for you come on well, you gotta I was have thinking, about that. yeah i was thinking something about you know, going don't take this into the pits or something like that um <laughs> well michael mcdowell congratulations andy what a great interview uh, speaking of those. Let's transition now to a, a newsworthy topic. By the way, listeners, this is kind of a supersized episode of different news and notes from what is a lot going on in our community. Uh, one of the things that was really unique that Andy and I got to participate in, Andy in person, myself via Zoom, was uh, our a Castleberry community forum of leaders and those who care very deeply about our city gathering together to discuss and look at the city as a 
a whole. I love this idea of the customary community forum because it's something that's really run by our community for our community, much like the, the podcast that we're, we're speaking on today. But the community forum is run by Bill Hufford, who is now a citizen in our city. He's been a citizen for a long time. Previously, he was a commissioner. Uh, and by Vicky Martin from Christian Help. And uh, you and I over the, the years have had a little bit of a voice into it. But the idea is that we bring together the community leaders in our city and we put them around the table and we have them talk to each other so that folks aren't functioning in their silos. They're learning for one another. They're, they're planning together. They're not getting in each other's way. And so it really is a mixed bag of people who are going to gather, I believe, once a quarter and just talk about things that are happening in our city. So we had the principals or representatives from the school there. The police was represented. The city was represented. The Chamber of Commerce was represented. A couple of churches were represented. A couple of nonprofits were represented. Uh, it really was a diverse group of people who met just for an hour or so and said, hey, what's happening in our part of the city that everybody needs to know about? Yeah, it was a really unique and I think valuable time and effort made by, so thank you, Bill, and those who, who participated. One, you know, just quick example of working outside of our silos, right? It's so easy to get kind of locked in on what we specifically are doing and we go to our same news outlets or social media feeds or talk to our same people. But when when we kind of come across lines and listen and learn from one another, uh, some real valuable steps can be taken and made. One example of this was the folks from Christian Help, Vicki Martin and her team. Vicki was there at the, the forum and was sharing about some opportunities to help folks be, be equipped with jobs and relationships that are formed in the business community. And then you had folks from the schools uh, come in and say, hey, we've got some OJT kids and some, some students that are potentially looking for employment. And I know that Bill and I discussed this later on that there was just just this natural kind of coming together of, oh, there's this need on one side looking for employment. Christian Help says, hey, we fill that need. Let's work together on this, which is a beautiful picture of what a community really is all about. Yeah. And I think, uh, Drew, you've stumbled onto a, a principle that I actually hold very dear to myself when I'm uh, looking at projects and considering where I give my time. And that principle is let's find a need and meet it. <laughs> right? If we're not doing something that's meeting a need or generating some forward movement, what are we doing? So in my church life and in my community building life, one of the first questions I'm asking is, what's the need? How, mm. can, we, how can we meet it? That's excellent. Very, very good quote. In fact, I might steal that and make that make that my own. <laughs> sure. Well, if you if you know if you say it a couple of times, you can say as I've always said. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Well, speaking of uh, those who are leading well, we want to uh, highlight again just the fact that we love to recognize those who serve and lead and make much of our community. Uh, we celebrate here on the What's Up Castleberry podcast our community member of the month. But we want to hear from you for future months. We love to recognize once a month those who are leading, who are serving, who are influencing, who are making much of our great city of Castleberry. And so you can do that by leaving us a comment. Who do you nominate, recommend? Go to our website, our Facebook page, our Instagram feed, our podcast feed, all with the name What's Up Castleberry. I know 
on our uh, website, whatsupcastleberry.com, right on the main front page, there's a little trophy uh, indicator there. And uh, below that trophy, it says nominate an individual for the member of the month. Let us know who you would like to see highlighted and celebrated. Let's hear from our sponsor and then we'll be back with more Castleberry news. Today's sponsor is We Insure. We Insure cares for your insurance needs, whether it be your home, auto, or business. Josh Hinkle is our local We Insure agent, and he and his wife Kelly serve Castleberry, Winter Springs, and the surrounding area. We Insure serves as an active member of the Castleberry Chamber of Commerce and are committed to excellent customer service. I'll tell you, listener, my wife Becky and I have personally benefited from the work of Josh and the We Insure team. Contact Josh Hinkle with We Insure for all of your insurance needs at 321-422-3255. Thanks, We Insure. All right. Welcome back, listener. As we shared earlier, we don't have an outside guest this week. Drew and I are the guests because we uh, have learned recently lots of things that are happening in the city that perhaps we wouldn't have known if we hadn't dug a little deeper and we want to share some of those things with you. So over the next few minutes, Drew and I are just going to share some updates about things that are happening in our city that you may or may not have known about. Uh, We'll confirm some rumors. We'll probably create some more gossip, but hopefully uh, we can uh, inform you about some of the things that are happening in our community. A lot of these things we learned at the community forum. Uh, So Drew, do you want to kick us off by talking about some of the crime in our city. One of the things from the forum that came to light, the police chief, Larry Krantz, reported that crime across the board, based on the uh, the time frame, this, this first quarter, is down 14% in Castleberry. And the fact that we are in a pandemic and folks are, are home a lot more and not maybe traveling outside of our town as much is, to me, really encouraging that our, that our city is engaged in a uh, a lower amount of crime. We're doing and conducting business in a more effective and safe manner. Uh, additionally, Chief Krantz noted that of the uh, auto burglaries in our community, seven. If if, you, if a car gets broken into, seventy-eight, nearly eighty percent of the time, the car was unlocked. So, citizens, listeners, friends, please take an extra moment. Lock your car door. In fact, I I have a quick, funny uh, aside regarding that. So my car, when you hit the button, it locks three of the four doors. There's one door that that doesn't lock automatically. There's some kind of issue. It's a little bit older car now. And so I have to manually go and and make sure I lock that. And I've woken up certain mornings and found (laughs) that I forgot to do that. And my door was unlocked. Thankfully, I've not been broken into. We love our street, our neighbors. We live in a safe place. But uh, yes, I'm giving the PSA, lock your car. There you go. Quick note, if there's any criminals listening, the Taylor vehicle is accessible through the rear passenger side door. Robin, edit this out. (laughs) (laughs) No, but I do think that's that's interesting. Uh, The chief said that crime in all areas was down over the past year, double digits down, which is really amazing. But he did highlight that we have had a number of auto burglaries, but when that happens, 78% 
of the time, it's because we're not locking our cash. So there's a lot that we can do to uh, help those numbers continue to go down just by being diligent and remembering to press that button, to hear that little beep and to make sure our doors are locked before we go to bed. That's right. Andy, tell us about the next news segment. Yes. And uh, we heard about this at the forum, but it's also been over the city's social media post. Last week, the city broke ground on the expanded public works building. That's um, hidden, tucked away right off North Winter Park Drive. It's where the city keeps all their equipment. It's where they fix and maintain the city's fleet of vehicles. It's where the police officers kind of gas up. But that building, I think, was built in the 60s or 70s and hasn't had much renovation since. So the city is investing $14 million to bring that up to speed so that they can serve our city and our community more effectively. It was nice to see that picture with all the commissioners standing in front of their their shovels and a little bit of dirt to symbolically move that dirt to say, hey, we're starting something here as well. Yeah, and I think a a quick testament to, uh, I believe we heard from Randy Newland on a previous episode. Listeners, you can go back and find our conversation with city manager of Castleberry, Randy Newland, talking about the importance of of budgeting. And that's one of the things that is really maybe unique in a sense to our city. We are very fiscally sound and responsive. And so this public works building was something that was planned uh, for, for several years. There wasn't a, a rush to, to build, right? We all want new the newest, latest things, but our city, like a family unit uh, or an individual, has to budget. And uh, we're very thankful that they, they did that and so have responded responsibly collected the funds in order to update that building. So well done. Yeah, I know that that kind of building is not the most glamorous, uh, not the most uh, exciting project for many of our residents. But I tell you what, it will serve us well for many years to come. And I appreciate them doing that. Drew, I learned something else at the, the forum. Please tell us. What's, what is it? Thank you for that setup. (laughs) I'm intrigued. (laughs) I learned about a complete street concept. Ooh, does this have something to do with making our city more walkable, bikeable, accessible by other methods? I hope so. It's funny you should mention that, Drew, because that's exactly what it's about. Was that the was that the lamest transition that, setup yeah, ever? We, it almost like we had panned that out, but we didn't even do it well. <laughs> so tell <laughs> tell us what does complete street concept mean? Yes, it wasn't necessary to say we didn't do it well. I think most people realized, but a complete street concept is when you can walk on a street, safely bike on a street, safely drive on a street. And it has some very attractive and inviting landscape as well. So the city was sharing how they're looking to bring these complete streets to many different neighborhoods and streets in our city. I believe that they're working on Oxford Road right now by the library, by that little shopping center uh, over there. They'll put in some biking lanes. They'll expand the pavement so it's safer to walk. And they'll actually narrow the road a little bit. Mm -hmm. And there's really some very important psychology behind that because statistics say that on narrower roads, people drive slower. 
So it's going to be a, a lot safer in our city as well. So uh, hearing about that, I'm excited about that. And I am um, quickly becoming a fan of complete streets. And I think as I drive around, I'm going to uh, just see what other complete streets I can see. Yeah, that's fantastic. And as you and I, and I know many of our listeners enjoy going for walks and being outside. Uh, what a cool place to live that our city is encouraging even more and more be outside to enjoy nature and creation. I did have to chuckle when you said uh, attractive landscaping. I, I'm trying to picture what that would be. I, maybe uh, a, a, <laughs> if, if the city gave me a voice, I'd, I'd say azaleas. Azaleas to me are, I find them attractive. Pretty flowers, just full bushes and and they, they take up the night. Well, you know, it, it could actually be some natural ferns because Castleberry's history uh, was built upon the fern industry that uh, I believe Mr. Castleberry, when he moved to the area before it was Castleberry, was in the fern business, uh, growing, harvesting, selling, doing whatever you do with ferns. Mm -hmm. So maybe there'd be a tie in there. I like that. That's cool. Yeah, we, we ought to do a deep dive on a future episode on, on the history of Castleberry. Yeah. That's great. Well, Andy, for uh, taking kind of outside of the uh, the streets or going down the street, rather, to uh, to 436, our next newsworthy quick fire recap is that the, the Denny's there that has been closed for several months on 436 is under new ownership. We're yes. Be, right? What's going to be going in there? It seems, if if we heard correctly, and this was from Chris Bowley, who's our community development uh, director here in the city, that Wendy's is going to knock down the old Denny's building and build a new state-of-the-art Wendy's, which I think will be very attractive. It'll be right opposite from the Chick-fil-A, right in front of the hotel and very close to that very busy corner. So that's exciting. But I hear you thinking in your mind, what's going to happen to the old Denny's? Well, I understand that the plan is to knock that down and on that plot of land, along with the vacant lot next to it, to build an all-purpose building, uh, which I understand means that on the bottom floor, there'll be some stores, maybe some boutique stores, some specialty shops, that kind of stuff. But then maybe two or three stories on top of that, that have some residential housing apartments, that kind of stuff as well. So that's a new concept that's coming into our city. I understand a similar thing is happening in Longwood on Dog Track Road, right opposite Northland Church. And uh, it's going to bring a lot of people to the city. It's going to modernize it. And uh, uh, honestly, I'm excited to see what it looks like. Super interesting. So, so a quick recap. So I'm trying to think about the, the map of the city, the current Wendy's that's closer on 436, closer to Red Bug Lake Road. That's what's going to be torn down. Is that correct? Yes. I mean, uh, Red Bug Lake Road seems a little bit deceptive. It's probably halfway, be yeah, halfway between yeah. 792. But right. yes, I understand that's going to be torn down. A uh -huh. new Denny's will be uh, no, a new, this is where it gets confusing with your Denny's and your Wendy's. <laughs> yeah. A new Wendy's will be built on the old Denny's property. On the old Denny's property. Okay, very good. Well, clearly there's going to be some uh, construction, some new, as you said, modern buildings and and opportunities to be bringing business to Castleberry, which is which is fantastic. Uh, we are shedding the reputation of being a drive-through city, looking more and more to serving and caring for our residents and being more hospitable to those from around the surrounding area. Well, let's maybe uh, do one final story, Andy. I think this one is worth maybe spending a 
couple minutes on. Mm. Uh, we highlighted on our podcast page on Facebook and Instagram, the What's Up Castleberry page. Check out the fact that Castleberry Elementary School that Andy and I love dearly and, and have served it and have relationship with Mallory Lambert, the principal there, they have broken ground on a new building. Could you fill in kind of what's the timeline, the the details there? I've driven by recently. It looks awesome. Well, it's a mess right now, but it's going to look awesome. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it's really amazing. You know, they they seem to spend forever just working on the unseen things, getting the foundation right, all the water lines, the pipes, and that kind of stuff. And then just like that, everything starts to build and come together. So they're already a, a couple of stories high in some parts, and it's very very exciting. But um, this is phase one of at least a two phase renovation at the school. This is working on classrooms and right at the front of the school, they're going to put this brand new two-story building, uh, I believe with somewhere around 20 classrooms in. I'm not quite sure what grades they're going to put in there. It's going to be tremendously exciting. Then phase two is that they're going to build a brand new state-of-the-art multi-purpose room uh, and cafeteria uh, as well. Um, As I was talking to Dr. Griffin, one of our former guests and our school superintendent, he He said that Castleberry is really going to be uh, one of the best facilities in the county. And I think that's really exciting because I think we've already got some of the best teachers and best administrators in the county. And to pair that with the best building, that's really, really exciting. That's absolutely right. And as a a young father who will have his child participate in Castleberry Elementary School, I'm just so encouraged and excited. This is going to be such a blessing and a boom for city. Being ahead for years to come, literally to watch our children and kind of the next generation of young families uh, be blessed by this the school that's tucked in right in the middle of our community. Yeah, I believe this building is going to be finished, hopefully in time for the next school year, or if if not, certainly early 2022. And then when they finish that, I, I'm not quite sure how they're going to do it, but they'll start on phase two. But one of the great things at the groundbreaking that I really appreciated was seeing Karen Almond, who we've also had on uh, our show, who is a member of the school board. Her kids went to Castleberry Elementary 30 years ago, and she was a very involved mom there. And uh, then she started her jo- journey to becoming a school board member, you know, out of that institution. And just to see the, the joy on her face was was very, very special. For me personally, it was very impactful as well. Uh, both my kids graduated through that elementary school. But also, I remember about eight or nine years ago, I was involved in a short, small team engaged with the school to advocate to the school board that they shouldn't close our school. There were lots of rezoning issues going on at the time because they had more capacity in buildings than they had students. So they're saying, hey, let's close some schools and move students around and make it work. And one of the ones in conversation with Castleberry, and I remember advocating uh, before the school board seven or eight years ago saying, please, please, please don't close our school. This is such an important part of our community. And then now, seven or eight years later, to be at the groundbreaking on a new $24 million upgrade, that that was pretty gratifying and, and moving for me as well. That's awesome. That's so why it's so thank you, Andy. That's why it's so important, listeners, to learn and appreciate and recognize our, our history as well as our future. And that's one of the joys that we have in kind of sharing what's been, what's happening, and what is to come. 
Well, listeners, we hope you've enjoyed this kind of supersized uh, chunk of updated news, notes, ramblings from <laughs> Andy and I. We hope you found some value in these things. And we're excited to continue to share and with a great excitement and anticipation of what's ahead for our community. Andy, any final words before our inspirational moment? No, I'm I'm waiting to be inspired by you. So uh, inspire us, my friend. All right. Well, Valentine's Day has recently occurred. I did remember, Andy, I know you remembered as well. Uh, we love our wives and our families every day, but particularly on Valentine's Day for you listeners, there's an opportunity just to reflect on love and what it is and the significance of it. Well, one of the uh, quotes that we shared on our social media feed comes from Johann Wolfgang von Goethe. And the quote is this, we are shaped and fashioned by what we love. We are shaped and fashioned by what we love. I reflected on this quote and the truth is that the things that that matter to you, the things that inspire you, the things that you spend your time and your effort and your money on are indicative of the things that that you love. So listener, as we move ahead into this week, into this year of 2021, if there are perhaps things that maybe you're recognizing, even through my words right now, that, man, I spend a lot of time maybe wasted or doing things that are, are less important. Maybe I'm not spending time with those that I love or express that I love. Now is a perfect opportunity to reorient our mind and our hearts, to recognize what truly matters which is engaging with the world around us and specifically engaging with those in our community, those in our family. We are shaped and fashioned by what we love. So would you spend more time, invest in your family and in your community? Thank you, Johann Wolfgang von Goethe for that. And thank you, Drew Taylor, for quoting that quote. Drew, I think you're exactly right. Someone once told me that uh, one of the best ways to determine what we love is by looking at our calendar and our checkbook because they reveal where we spend our time and our money. And I want my calendar to reflect that I care about people. And I know that you do as well. Listener, thank you so much for listening to us today. This podcast has been produced by the brilliant Robin Kepi, who does such a great job of keeping us on track and sounding better than we do in real life. If you would like to give us a like, or a follow, we would appreciate that. If you want to know more about who we are and what we do, why we do what we do, you can reach us at whatsupcastleberry.com, our website, on social media, through this podcast app. Please like and review us as well because we want to climb the charts and uh, expand the great name of our community. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time, take care and have a great week. 